This war represents a failure to listen. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Something terrible has happened. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the force are they. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! Biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. That's how we're gonna win. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. Hello, welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm special correspondent, Sarah. And today we are talking about the controversies involving Ewoks, a much lighter topic than we have in the past uh, couple weeks. So we are going to be talking about the split in the fandom that was developed from Return of the Jedi and where the controversy itself stems from there are two sides to the camp and the basic thought process is one side does not like the Ewoks and think they are useless and not good to the movie and the other side that says they are amazing and make total sense. Basic brass tacks, the side that doesn't like them thinks they were a market to children, and the side that loves them think that they're just amazing cuddly bears. So today I will be taking the side of they're amazing. And I will be taking the side that they are not. Full disclosure, I do like the Ewoks, but I, in reading the research on the Ewoks, I can definitely see and appreciate the other side. So I'm going to give Alex a break from being the Debbie Downer on the show. And I will talk about why Ewoks are not all that in a bag of chips. All right. I'm, I'm excited for this little debate that we're going to have. Yeah. Where would you like to start? Kick us off. Tell I me why Ewoks. Kick us off. Yeah. Tell me why Ewoks are good. Because they're just amazing. They're so lovable. And they, I I can't even really say how amazing they are because they're just amazing. Yes, they might be designed for children, but literally Star Wars is for children as the biggest argument that we've had ever. Like everyone struggles with that, but like it is designed for children. But to me, they're not too cute. They're not, they, they make, to me, they make total sense. So, yeah, I think it's going to actually probably be better of you coming up with things you don't like and me defending them. Oh, you? so you want me to? Yes. Okay. So what, what can... do you have as a negative? Well, I will say that I don't think they make a lot of sense. Just looking at the original trilogy, yep. so the, you know, kind of the arc of the original trilogy, you know, we, this is our, our climax. This is our end. And we start off with the stakes pretty high because, you know, Han is still frozen in carbonite and has been captured by Boba Fett. And, you know, Luke is, um, was bested by Vader at the end of Empire. So, you know, the stakes are high going into Return of the Jedi. And I think that the opening scene on the sail barge with Jabba kind of plays up to that. There's high stakes, there's action, the, the pacing is, a bit more intense. And then as we were trying to, again, then build up to our climax in the, the battle of the second Death Star, I the, the pacing for me with the Ewoks is just so out of place because they're just kind of 
lumbering teddy bears like out on their picnic and they don't seem to have the urgency that the rebels do on Endor to take down the Death Star. When we shift back and forth between, you know, Lando on the Falcon with the air support and then all of the stuff with Luke and Vader, like we can feel the tension, we can feel the importance and the weight of it. And then when we ever we go back to Endor, it's like Han and Leia are trying to get the Ewoks to move it along. And there's kind of like, and it's kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit. Really? Because I, I will say I disagree. Because to me, that makes sense of the... So maybe I will I will grant the point of maybe they the pacing might be a little off. But looking at the movie itself, it makes sense that they are there because they send in the rebels with this strike team woefully unprepared. Like mm-hmm. they do not have anything to take on the, the Empire. Like it's a small little team and you're like, how are they supposed to take down the shield generator with what is it? I think like 20 guys at most. So you have to have them meet the locals who are unhappy with the Empire and unhappy with their occupation. And so they then side with the rebels. But yes, you do have to take that time for them to understand and get to know the the rebels. Because again, they don't know that they're any different than the Empire. They don't right, know what, yeah, what, it's just these foreigners coming. These foreigners, so you like you have to figure out who we are and what we're doing and what we're trying to do. So to me, that makes sense. I will say that, yes, you could. there's a little more tension, but to me, it makes sense that they are not in an urgency because they don't, they're not, they're primitive enough that they, they don't understand that there's a Death Star up, up above them. Like, they're just focusing on what's around them. And they're like, we don't like these people here, but we don't know you. And so like, we don't know that this Death Star is going to blow us up when it's finished. So there's no urgency for them, which makes, to me, that makes sense. Because, and so Luke and Leia and, and Han are trying to motivate them to go quicker. And to me, that to me that personally adds tension to it. And that adds the, the, the tension of like, they're trying to figure this out. They're trying to go quickly. I, I The tension to me is removed when... Han and Leia in particular are kind of like they are relaxing like we just see Leia pop up in a dress with her hair all down and everything and you're just like oh what's she been doing this like just chilling but anyway I can see where your argument but again yeah I I still just love them fair I, I think the issue also is that were the Ewoks the best choice for the Rebel Alliance to be partnered with Um, You know, from a storytelling perspective, I like that the Rebel Alliance taps into the the, the occupied population and to get them to rally the forces. Um, But I know it's it's fairly common knowledge that at one point Lucas had originally written it or wrote it so that it was Wookiees and not Ewoks, um, which I think to me would have made more sense because we would have gotten that connection with Chewbacca. I think you could have move the plot along because there could have been some tension you know when luke and leia and han landed and they're just like who are you you're the same as before but then you have chewbacca building the bridge and i think you could have could have had some really nice moments there without the awkward like but don't eat them they're my friends and the whole c3po being a god like he needs more of an ego right and so i think storytelling wise it would have enriched it more for it to have been wookies versus ewoks Okay, I very much disagree. Okay. Um, and, and I will say this is all based off of 
like hindsight and so all of this is hindsight but Mm -hmm. i to me it would not have done anything to me it would have not been as good because you have chewbacca who's up in space flying around doing all this like really powerful like very intelligent a very intelligent alien species and then you have him coming if you had him come to like Kashyyyk, say, it was on Kashyyyk, and they were Wookiees, like, you're gonna dumb down the race of of aliens? Because if they are as smart as Chewbacca or or all that, like, they would have overthrown the, the Empire without them, without the Rebels, in my opinion. And also, to me, that another piece of that is the reason why the Ewoks work is because the Empire underestimates them so much. Because if it's if it's giant Wookiees that are out there, the Empire's going to be like, we have to go take care of them. We have to take care of this populace and either enslave them, kill them, whatever we have to do. But with it being the Ewoks, they're small. They're teddy bear-like, which a lot of people don't like, but I'm like, they're teddy bear-like, so they're if you see them from a distance... You're just like, oh, it's a teddy bear. Like, we have a blaster. They have little sticks. Like, it's no no big deal. Mm-hmm. It is not a big, not human, but giant Wookiee. Like, they're bigger than humans. So mm-hmm. they have to, like, you have to, and they're stronger than humans. And so you would have to take care of that. Like, there are clans of these people out there. And we have to either put them down or, that's a poor choice of words, but we have to either kill them or like enslave them, which they did enslave them. But again, it just, to me, it, it makes more sense that they are not Wookiees. And I think that was a good decision of, of not having them in there. And again, I will say that I think it was a poor decision to have them in Revenge of the Sith because that, I mean, that was the only reason he, they were in there is because they were originally supposed to be in there and they weren't. But neither here nor there. Different, I was going to say that, that's a different debate. Like, because they're so small and like, that's why it works of like, like when the, when they're, the, the, the rebels are trying to take the base from behind, like in, at the back door, like if a Wookiee jumped onto a speeder and flew away, there would be more like, oh, we got to call this in. We got to make sure like they're, they're coming to take for it versus like, it's a little teddy bear. Like, oh, it's a little, like, basically they didn't view them as people which again this is what the empire does they're anti-alien and so they're just like oh they're just another small animal and they don't view them as necessarily a people and stuff like that so to me that Mm -hmm. adds the element of they are underestimated and that is the point but it's also so counter to what we see of the empire like you know the empire likes to dot the i's and cross the t's and so for them to not care about this species it is like cheapens the strength and the might of the empire okay how do you get that so we're just going to look at the original trilogy sure, here because yes. I, I i don't want to nope, conflate don't. so but even in the, the the first two movies of the trilogy you have the empire being thorough they you know they go door to door on tatooine they destroy all of the jawas they're very thorough and to me don't underestimate and so then now all of a sudden we're gonna underestimate this population why like it's plot device it's poor it's sloppy writing that we're going to underestimate this one group of people whereas we've shown in star wars lore up to return of the jedi that the empire is meticulous and thorough and will do what needs to be done to get the job done and they can be cold and calculating while doing it so to me it makes no sense why they get soft for the teddy bears 
See, I, I don't think that they've been cold and cal- I, like I know they're cold and calculating, but again, I don't see where you have seen like that they are completely they dot the i's and dot the t's. To me, they don't. I mean, they, they took out all of the Jawas connected to C three PO and R two. They totally destroyed the Lars homestead. They didn't need to burn everything down, but they did. Correct. That's cold and calculating. I totally get that. Right. It's so why not? T- why not? Why not enslave the Ewoks like you were talking about the Wookies just to be safe? Enslave them and make them part of the base. Because what use are they? And how? And also, I I will just say like they're a small being. We don't know. We don't actually know where the Ewoks are in relation to this base. We don't like. It could be a ways away. We don't know how they're traveling. Like if they don't want to be found, I don't think they're found. That's like again, like they know the planet. They know how to stay hidden. Like yes, we do. They do have things up in the trees and 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 stuff like that. But like we don't know where that that ba- mm. that that house is. That could be like kilometers away that could be and again the empire to me that that also shows that the empire is getting too big it's like yes they can be dotting the i's and dotting the t's but also the the first episode is episode one they don't dot the i's they don't blow up the escape pod they blow up that escape pod the whole series is over but Mm. they just decide nope just no life forms aboard just let it go and that's what starts the whole thing. So that's where I will say I think that, mm-hmm. yes, you could question, like, why they didn't. But I, I see enough wiggle room of, like, they don't need to. They're just there to shoulder those. And it might take, I will say, like, again, it might take too much work to enslave the the Ewoks. Because, again, they're small. They might not do enough. And, again, to me, that's... That's what the Empire is, is always underestimating aliens. Mm-hmm. And that's like, they're the, like, again, they don't view them as equal. So they're like, oh, you're not equal. And so you're not a threat. So why would we bother with you? Mm. That's like, that's why it's like with the, with the Ewoks to me, or with the, with the Wookiees, it would be, you're a threat. We have to take care of you. Versus if they're, if it's Ewoks, they're little teddy bears. You're just like, okay, it's, it's a teddy bear and we're better than that. And we have blasters, so we don't need to go in and enslave this one troop. Because again, it's it was one troop of, of Ewoks. Like we don't know how many are on the planet, and and again, they're not there. Yes, I'm sure they've been there for a while, but like they're not planning to stay there the whole time. Like for for a long period of time, they're staying there to build the empo- the the Death Star, and then that's it. That's that's my my feelings on that. Fair. Uh, one of the things that you brought to my attention is part of the research for this. Mm -hmm. There's an article from IndieWire titled How Return of the Jedi Ruined Star Wars Forever. So gotta love that name. Um, But originally, the indigenous race on Endor was originally conceived as a slithery band of reptilian lizard creatures who would have served the story well. The evil empire being brought down by something equally scary and slimy, but fundamentally misunderstood. And then, you know, the article goes on that uh, Lucas got skittish and went for something cute and cuddly. So, I mean, I think, you know, I can understand why no Wookiees. And so I guess some of those arguments that you made with the Wookiees would be applicable. Again, we don't know what these slithery, slimy reptilian creatures would look like, but there's some understanding that they're at least going to look scary or appear ferocious. Yep. So it, it, it to your point, the Empire would have taken precautions to enslave them or wipe them out right. or do something along those lines. To me, I also, I, I would have appreciated the reptiles more than the Ewoks. 
again, because it's just, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And so, like, these creatures may look scary. They may look big and bad and ferocious, but they are good. And so you're kind of flipping that narrative, whereas the Ewoks kind of perpetuates the Hollywood trope that good people look good and bad people look bad. So it's like the teddy bears are good, but like, you know, the snake reptile things are bad. And so it would have flipped that on its head a little bit. Yes, I think you're expecting a little too much from... I know, 1983 movie, yeah. 83? 1983, yeah. Did I say 90? I meant, I thought I said 80. I apologize. 1983 movie, but no. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and again, this is with hindsight, so, but yes. The trope that you went with, yes, I will say, but again, I will say it does do the good people look good and and bad people look bad. That is Star Wars, unfortunately, mm-hmm. at the moment uh, or at this time in the in the original trilogy. And uh, but where I say he he did go differently is you cannot judge a book by a cover because yes, they look like little teddy bears, but they are ferocious little things. They eat people. People talk about how oh they're so kid friendly, but I'm like they're also like secretly super dark because you you have to ask where did they get that dress for leia they ate someone they didn't just make that dress for her it kind of looks hand sewn it's like a bunch of fabric pieces patched together it does not i think it looks like fabric pieces patched together they ate someone for that dress that that dress is somebody's that they they ate also, in an article that I found, according to Wired, they are fully tactical animals or, or, or people, like a race. Like, they, they run straight into the teeth of stormtroopers, spitting lightning and fire from their guns without a second thought. When their arrows prove ineffective, they close to hand-to-hand range and start beating stormtroopers to death with rocks. They only retreat in the face of overwhelming force, and even then, they are leading the invaders into ambushes. So they have all this tactical information and they are showing us that like, yes, they're cute and cuddly, but they are vicious and they know how to protect themselves and they know how to fight. And to me, that's just really cool about them. You're just like, yeah, I guess they're cute and cuddly, but they're still willing to fight and battle and yes, even die to help their friends. Because they have no stakes in, in the Battle of Endor. Like, they, they don't know what they're fighting for. They just know that they're fighting. Because, again, they, they're not there to overthrow the Empire. They don't know enough. They're just like, these are some invading people, and we don't know what they are. They are there to protect uh, Han, Chewie, and Leia. Because they became part of the tribe the night before. So Wicket runs off and tells the tribe that, the tri- that members of the tribe are in trouble. And the whole tribe shows up. Like, that's fantastic. And to me, that's a message that, that it needs to be brought of, like, they're there not to, to overthrow the Empire. That's where it's it gets small. I like Star Wars getting smaller. Like, of, instead of the big world, like, this is galaxy ending and stuff like that. If you look at the Ewoks, they are there just because Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie are in trouble. And their god is in trouble, I guess, too. But, like, because that group is in trouble, they're like, we are here. Because we have to protect them because they are part of the tribe. And so I I actually just came up, like, just realized that as I'm having this conversation. And so this is why I love the podcast. Because I'm you dive deeper. But, like, yeah, that's just, that's amazing to me. That's awesome in my mind. You don't think it's unrealistic that putting the teddy bear factor aside, that the empire can be taken out with sticks and stones. It makes a mockery of the empire and the might that we've seen witnessed in the first two movies of the trilogy that, you know, they have the machines and the firepower and the people because they, you know, they have the people 
they've shown that they brought in the reinforcements to see out this final phase of constructing the Death Star. And that, you know, these, the storm, you know, they, yeah, that the, I mean, I guess you take a rock to anybody, they're going to get hurt, right? But so many troopers fall to the sticks and stones and that these giant war machines can be taken out with sticks and stones as well. I don't like it. (laughs) Okay. See, I do like it. There are certain lines of dialogue that make it poor. I will say that. Like when the Empire states, or when the Emperor is in the throne room and says like, I have an entire legion of my best troops. And you're like, that is, I will say like, yes, that kind of degrades the Empire. Like these are his best troops and they can't take care of it. To me, it would have been better if he was just like, I have an entire legion of troops. So it's not his best troops. So it's it could just be troops. But to go along with that point, again, I think it's it's the underestimation. To me, it's taking the Empire completely by surprise as well. Because, again, they didn't know the, the, the Ewoks were there. The, the Legion was there to take out the, the rebels. They had this force and they come after all of these. So, it's again, it's the hecticness of the situation of just being ambushed. Like even the best people in those kinds of times are going to have problems. And but like to be completely ambushed by these random things that you did not anticipate were any good at anything or worth anything, and you let them go and so then they come back and get you. I thought that was that's fascinating. It also leads with a theme that George specifically states uh in the return of the Jedi. DVD commentary that the Ewoks were created as to reflect a theme of returning to nature and primitive creatures triumphing over the Empire's technological hubris. So again, the Empire thinks that they have technology and they think that's going to save them and that's what's best. But using tactical planning, because that's, I will say that like people will, I know you haven't brought it up yet, but, but people who don't like the Ewoks are like, well, how do, how do they set up all of these traps? And everything. And I'm like, they weren't set up just for this. It Like, they have these setups because the Empire is there. And they know what the Empire has. And so they're like, we have these traps that are, I'm sure they set them up from the beginning of when the Empire moved in. Of like, we know. And then they brought the Empire to those places. And to those things. It was not like they were right there and they just dropped them all off. It was, they again, ran into the fire and then ran back and retreated, but then led the stormtroopers to them. Because again, underestimation of the stormtroopers are like, okay, they're running away. We're beating them. Let's just go get them. So I personally like it. I I can understand that people don't like the, 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 oh my gosh, it's technology. But again, we're getting more, I think a piece of that is we're now getting into more technology and we're more looking at things in society of technological and you're like well that didn't happen and that wouldn't happen i'm like yeah it wouldn't happen it's a movie first of all like let's <laughs> it's a movie and like this was the first battle like this happened like native americans destroyed settlers when they came the first time but like eventually technology wins yes but when you don't know what you're fighting it doesn't and so the the people who are there and and know the land are going to know better than you and so you, they have an instant tactical advantage. If the Empire stayed and or came back, they could probably easily wipe out the Ewoks because mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. But when they're just, we don't know what's happening, they don't know. It's, it's again, the underestimation and the, like, we have no idea what's happening right now. Mm. 
Also, I will say that the Ewoks' involvement as well, like, brings forth, and this is from bleedingcool.com uh, movies, but it shows you that the Empire, that the Rebellion is different than the Empire. So according to them, it says, the Ewoks' involvement is the best evidence we have that the Rebellion is fundamentally different in character from its enemy and that they might offer a more inclusive government for the galaxy. Yes, they looked like teddy bears and so made for perfect playthings. So what? The reason the Ewoks made for great toys is that they are great characters. They consist of a variety of different individuals that looked different and have different personalities. They are actual characters in Return of the Jedi and had a life beyond the movie. The Ewok made for TV spin-offs, Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure, and Ewok's Battle for Endor, as well as the cartoon series aren't great, but they were produced because the Ewoks had enough multitudinous identity for further storytelling, and sure, the ability to exploit it, to be exploited for more toys, but that's not everything. I was going to say, you brought up the toy piece, so is that where we're going to I did bring up to? the toy piece, because that is the thing, but we can go there, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's multiple articles that will get linked in the show notes that you know, Lucas had thought about the Wookiees. Lucas thought about the reptiles. Lucas thought about other big bad things. But at the end of the day, went with the Ewoks because of the toy marketing power and the money that there is there. It cheapens it and it takes you out of the movie to know like, yeah, this was a marketing decision. This was a toy decision. Because, you know, yeah, to your point, sure, they're individual characters, yada, yada, yada. But I think the the cuteness factor has to, to play a part of it. That would we, we go this hard for them? Would they have had their own spinoffs? Were they not essentially teddy bears? And I think that answer is no. And so it, it, to me, it just, it's frustrating that you're making these decisions around the toys and around the marketing. You should be telling the story for the sake of telling the story and not the toys. True. And I would, and I would probably agree with that. But to, again, to me, to me, that's a George Lucas issue. And so, and, and I'm not, not to like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like I'm diminishing that, but like to me, like the whole movie would have been, would have been different if it wasn't for George. Cause like there, there's a, a, a producer said that like the whole movie ends, like the original draft, it ends with Luke walking off into the sunset. It ends with indecision. It is not a happy ending. And Lucas decided to change that and make it happy. That producer thought it was a better movie when it wasn't with the happy ending. And I could probably see that maybe it was, but that's not what we have. I understand the frustration of marketing and everything, but that's also, which I think stinks, is... That is the society we live in. That is a capitalist society that we live in. You're, they're not, if you can make more money, you're going to make more money. You're going to make that decision. Nobody is just, is going to be like, let's not make money because the story is better. Or I, I'm not, or not nobody. There are people who do it and we, I support those people and want to support them, but it's unfortunately not, especially in today's society. So back in 1984, maybe 83, maybe it was a little different. But now, especially now, it's all about the dollar. I mean, you also just have to look at the power of the, the toys and the marketing because it's both Ewoks and Emperor Palpatine. Those names are not dropped anywhere in Return of the Jedi. But people knew those names. And so, I mean, that all has to come from toys and marketing. 
you, you shouldn't have to look outside the movies to understand the movies. So, you know, I think it's a fine movie that you just know that it's the emperor, the emperor, and that's big, bad, and scary, and it makes sense. You know, Palpatine is a fun bit of knowledge, but honestly, it would have given you better reveals in the prequel trilogy if it was just the emperor. Yep. And, you know, it's lost because the marketing chose Emperor Palpatine. Correct. I will push back a little here and 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 say so what do you have to say about cuz and cuz this is my one thing of like everyone says that the Ewoks are just marketing but Star Wars has always been about toys like they sold literally a box an empty box to kids for the original Star Wars trilogy because they didn't have the toys made and they said here we'll mail this to you but buy the box and it it sold sold out massively so that's where, I mean, that's where the toy idea came from. But like, that's where I, I struggle with just like, oh, they're just toys. They're just marketing. I'm like, yeah, everything in Star Wars was toys and marketing after the first one. That's fair. But I would say that it is just so much more blatant in Return of the Jedi than it is in the other two. Because A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back... Yes, there's things marketed there, but it, if there were decisions that Lucas or the team made in the movie to have better marketing or better toy value or whatever, it's not as obvious as let's put something cute and cuddly that people are going to want a doll of. You know, to me, this just totally brings back Grogu and like how everyone wanted a toy as soon as we saw it on the screen. But Again, Don't be bashing Grogu here. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, if I'm bashing anybody, it's why weren't those toys out there? Correct. Okay. Christmas of that year, we all had the you know pre-order slips in our stockings and packages because the toys weren't out there because they focused on the stories and the characters and wanting that anticipation rather than hey, we've got something cute. Let's market the heck out of it. And there's the leaks in the toy department. Right. Yeah. But they were focusing on the story and knew they were going to make... To me right. That, so yeah. so, so to, to me, that's done well because now you can get whatever you want with Grogu on it. And right. I love it. But you didn't sacrifice the story. You didn't sacrifice the surprise. You, you got to... You let us get to know Grogu and his significance before all of the toys came out. And so to me, that's what makes it so powerful and so it's like, yes, he's a cute baby, but he's also so much more than that. And I don't, again, I wasn't alive in 1983. I don't know chicken and the egg situation, but I can definitely see like, if you just see the, the toys and the cuteness on the shelf and you get attached to that, you're going to project, I like these things and they're cute and I love them before you even see the movie to know like, okay, are they actually good fighters? Do they actually contribute to the story? So, so Grogu is an example of what should have happened, but didn't. If it was all about the money, they probably would have let it leak because then they would have made so much more than I think they did that initial Christmas. Correct. Because with that, I, I think they didn't, I don't think, there's a lot of people that think that they lost a ton of money on it. I don't think they lost money on it. I think they just didn't get the money when they could have. Yeah. And like, so I, I think, mean I that like that. Just, they just put it off. Yeah. But, so some economics yeah. junkie is going to have to. Or expert, not junkie. Let's expert. Yeah, an economics the, expert is going to have to tell us and tell us how. Yeah, how how they are, or yeah, how much it, money they lost, or they did lose money, or they didn't, or whatever. Yeah, but, you know the pre-sales versus you know product in hand and. Right. Okay. Is there anything else you want to chat about the the Ewoks? 
I mean, I think I put forth my case of everything except that they're cute and cuddly. But I mean, like, you did say cute teddy bears a couple of times. I did, but times. I'm just like, they're cute teddy bears. But like that was, I was saying it in spite of that. But I mean, like, they're cute teddy bears. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, they're amazing. Like, and who, if you don't cry when one of, when that one Ewok dies... I I don't know. I don't know. What, well, that was the one article like, said that there people cheered in screening. I don't believe that, that for a second because if you do, like there, you don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say you don't have a soul, but like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big oh, statement. That's a big statement. But oh, like I cry almost every single time because the, again, John Williams, phenomenal, like sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, something's coming, you know, like, you're like, oh man, this is where it's all, it's all coming. And then they both fall, and then one of them gets up, and he's just like, you're just like, okay, let's go. And you're like, oh, okay, good. And then the other one doesn't. And you're just like, no. I'm like, I feel for that. Oh, I feel that every time. And like, yes, it's the only Ewok we see that we see that gets gets killed. Right, and I, and I know that some of the criticisms is it's, you know, we see a lot of the Empire machinery taken down. We see at the end the line of Stormtrooper helmets as they sing their little nub-nub song. And so it's like, it's implied that a lot of Imperial troops died that day, but we only see one Ewok die. And it's also just kind of weird that, okay, so let's assume more than one died. Many more than one died, yep. But okay. like, that they're instead celebrating the the victory over mourning the losses, and such with such the jubilation of the bonfires and the singing versus the mourning. To me, it just, it's weird. I disagree. I think it's a travesty that that was removed that is the greatest one of the greatest endings of a movie ever in my opinion because because to me it's it's celebration of winning it's it's you honor because again oh you're honoring the sacrifice sacrifice and you're like we are alive we can celebrate and so like yeah maybe it was a little over the done overdone but again like it's a movie people that, that again like, but like also as you said like the ewoks were just in it because we want these invaders off the planet so it's like I, to me that it's the scale of the celebration is the the whole galactic correct level and so it's just like it's not me, galactic oh you're talking about that i'm talking about the original yub nub no, song no but i am but, galactic okay. celebration it's just them having a good time in my opinion yes no and it is hard to to differentiate because no it's so hard now because yeah like but to me that's also a piece of it is that the the rebel the rebels came down to to celebrate with them so like to me it's also like the true yeah because alliance down. is there basically yeah. and like we don't see them but we see like wedge and so wedge is down yeah and we see nine nub and we see and, lando um, and, and we, they, they come down so it's like yeah. we know that they are there and so like to me that's where it gets bigger of like this big celebration Mm-hmm. The the fireworks from the the X wings I think are a little ridiculous. I will I will fully acknowledge that. Can I? I'll be snarky and say that's the one piece I like about the Ewoks. Is it? Is the X wing of fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, they're just cute little teddy bears. They're amazing. I love them. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna leave you all with the the teddy bear, uh, the Ewok line that is hypothesized from. How I Met Your Mother, and we will we will clip it in now. But it is if you are older than ten years old when it came out, you don't like them. But if you're born after that, you love them because they're amazing. I don't agree with the ending hypothesis, but they're just amazing. I love them, and we all need to lighten up a little bit. Right at the end of the day, 
need to celebrate the victory of the rebels. Yes. So thank you very much for coming on the show, uh, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. And I also want to say congratulations on one year of podcasting. That's right. It is our one year anniversary. And I guess I can say it now. We are now going to be shifting our podcast because uh, I am starting up school at my, as I don't know, you guys probably don't know this, but I'm a teacher. So I am starting up school. And so we are going to be bringing down our podcast output uh, is due to me going back to school, but also I uh, we're going to be diving a bit deeper into some more tough topics. Uh, our next topic that we will be talking about and hopefully dropping an episode in October about will be the marketing for Finn for the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. So we are going to be doing dropping to one episode a month. For a little while, we'll see how that goes because we want to get our podcast right. We want to get all the information in, set it up and and everything and make sure it's it's the best and see if we can get some some guests and stuff like that on. So this will be our last bi-weekly episode for a while, but we hope to get back to it. Thank you for your support and everything that you guys have shown and thank you Sarah for coming on and thank you for yep, wishing us a, a happy year and mm-hmm. we um if you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter, we're at whoshot1swpod, or you can send us an email at whoshotfirstswpod at gmail.com. And that's about it. So from all of us here at Who Shot First, never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Oh, really? You're cold?